Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we're talking all things hot stove. Well, cool stove, because the MLB locked everybody out. Cubs and Sox made a few moves. We'll break those down, but also talk about the wacky world that is now the MLB. Plus, of course, we get you ready for Bears Cardinals, talking all things Kyler Murray, maybe Justin Fields, on the lakefront this Sunday. Coming all at you now on Believe in Chicago Sports. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports podcast with myself, Dan Collins, who you can find on Twitter at TweetDanCollins, and my fine co-host, Joey Gelman. You can find, find who you can find. No, you can find him. You can find him on Twitter at Joey Gelman. This fine show you can find on Twitter as well at Believe in Chicago. As always, we are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. As Joey mentioned, the hot stove, the cold stove, whatever you want to call it. There's this whole lockdown thing going on now, Joey, and I, it's kind of weird because I, I have those people who reach out to me, like fellow baseball fans, who you know they send me the text. Oh man, it's going to be forever until we see baseball again. It's going to it's going to be forever until we see baseball activity. What's going on? Although, I mean, this was pretty much from from like you know the get go kind of a planned, right? Almost scheduled lockout, if you will. Like we knew it was going to happen. They go in, they meet, they meet for about like what, seven to 10 minutes. And they go on ahead and say, no, like it seems like the owners really want what the owners want. And it's probably a negotiation tactic acting like they're going to play super hard ball. But either way, um, before all that, because I'm getting a little ahead of, ahead of the curve, getting ahead of the curveball here, is Cubs and Sox, they had some activity or they didn't. And I know you're pumped to get your guy Stro, but after all that, White Sox, my Southsiders with Graveman. But that's about it. I don't know if you're expecting your, your Chi-Town Cubs to be big spenders or what, but they haven't been so far. Now, granted, maybe when the slackout's done, they start spending some bucks. But as of now... None of the big bats came back, but you do get Strowman. Yeah, well, well, we'll have to see. I mean, you know, they said at the end of the year that they were willing to spend now that the world's a little better. And off the bat, you know, you saw what the Mets did, right? I mean, they bought everything they could and the Rangers. And these are those are two teams that, you know, weren't that great last year, kind of in similar positions as the Cubs were. Um, just before they made all their deadline moves that tore up the whole team. So those teams got out and were aggressive. The Cubs are taking a little more conservative approach, which I don't love because it elongates everything. But, you know, the fact that Stroman wanted to come to the Cubs and is excited to be here hopefully sets a tone that the Cubs are still a place to be. Because if you think about it, right... The Mets and the Rangers and all, they, they got these big names. But if you're a free agent looking at the Cubs, why would you want to come to the Chicago, right? You'd want to go to the White Sox, one. And secondly, two, if you were considering the Cubs, they just showed you what they do to stars when they don't think they're valuable anymore. So it, it's not really desirable. So that's going to be a, um, a tough sell moving forward. But, you know, Marcus Stroman is a guy that I think you can really build around. And what's funny was the outspoken guy last year when the White Sox hired Larusa, and he was saying, "I'm never going to play for the White Sox if they, because of Larusa's past." So, 
you know, it's 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 nice to see a, a big name want to be with the Cubs, and hopefully it starts to turn things around. But it's it's still a big, big, big work in progress uh, because there's a lot of holes to still fill. I mean, you know, it's nice to see the Frank Schwindels and the Patrick Wisdoms of the world, but how long are they going to be your guys? Right, they're cheap options, so. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Ooh, and cheap ma- options. Ooh, cheap options. Well, I guess that's what they are now on paper, right? In terms right. of in terms of what their contracts are paying. Fair enough. Fair. So we'll have to see. But you know, maybe six months before you can sign another player if this lockout goes any longer. But yeah, I, I, I expected both teams to do more. Um, I know I'll let you talk about your socks, but at least it's a start, right? Well, before I get going with the socks, which really, like you said, Graveman. But besides that. I think a lot of Sox fans were really, really hoping to get second base locked down. Um, I mean, hey, welcome back, Lurie Garcia, like a utility guy who, if you need him to, he could play that position. He could play. He's got like twenty lives, man, with this team. Like I remember when I worked Sox games in like 2013, and he was there. I'm like, how did he come back? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We even had uh, even during the Renteria days too. Like, didn't even know his first name. I remember there was like an interview or something where he called him like Leroy Garcia or whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, hey. It's cool to have him back. I'm not. I'm not complaining whatsoever about that signing. I'm just saying, in terms of like big spending and going out and splashing, and we kind of talked about it a little before the podcast. Like, if there's one thing we noticed with the White Sox in the first round of the playoffs, right? That first round against the Astros is there's a little bit of a talent gap still, right? With like, you know, there's levels to everything, right? You know, when it comes when it comes to sports, when it comes to when it comes to talent, but. Yes, you've reached that level of being a postseason team. And what at least we were we were thinking and hoping for was they were going to be a little better than that, perform a little better than they did this past postseason because we thought they were at the level of championship contender. What we found out is a potential they're 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 just not there, right? Like, yes, are they a postseason caliber team, especially when healthy? Absolutely, no question about it. But to be next level, right? To go head to head with the the Astros of the world, the Dodgers of the world, apparently the Braves, right? Of the world, your current World Series champions. Um, you just need a you need a little something extra. So, and it's not only just at second base. I mean, yes, they they, they bring a pitcher in, but you still need more pitching and bucks, right? You got to spend the bucks. That was like the main thing we talked about right before we hit go on the podcast was you need to spend like a championship team. I know there's some teams who could compete, compete at a high level with not a New York Yankees style or or Los Angeles Dodgers style payroll. We understand that. But (laughs) the White Sox are probably the team that's going to now like even have to spend a little more. And it's not necessarily that, that they've been cheap on that end, right? Like if you look at their payroll, it's not like they're toward the very bottom. Absolutely not. I understand that too. And you know, there's been times where they've been willing to like open up the wallet, but that's definitely what Sox fans would want. Once this lockout obviously is all done with, like you said, it could be months down the road. Who knows? Maybe we even end up losing, you know, some baseball games because of this, which fine by me, 162 is way too long anyway. So the only thing that would worry me is preparation and whatnot before what would still probably end up being a long season. Heck, you eliminate 20 games, you still have 142. So, and that doesn't include any type of, you know, postseason or whatnot that obviously you hope the White Sox would be in. But now bringing it right back because the first Cub, former Cub, I, I should say, I can mention one of the big ones that left and obviously is not coming back because he's a Detroit Tiger, Javi Baez. 
How'd you feel about that one? Obviously, I, I'm not saying you have big feelings about it or anything like that, but it was one of the pieces that fell before this lockout and didn't fall back to the north side. You know, I actually had big feelings about it, to be honest with you. I, oh, okay. It, it, you know, I, I haven't really thought about the Cubs in a while, and it's been okay, even though the Bears pissed me off, but it is what it is. But I haven't really thought about the Cubs. And then when Baez signed with Detroit, you know, that makes it real again that they shipped off all these guys and that they're not likely coming back. And this is that first one that now is locked into a big deal in Detroit. And you have to deal with it now. And it made me frustrated again because it's not how everything should have ended. I'm not trying to be like meatball fan, like keep them forever. Like I understand there's maybe a certain point when you got to move on from guys, but it wasn't then. And so, and, and it wasn't how they did it either. So it just, it, it kind of made all those feelings rush back again from this summer, from this July, when it was like, holy crap, they got rid of everybody. Everyone you've loved for the last five, six, seven years, gone. And so good for him. He gets a big deal. He deserves it. Um, not to poo-poo Detroit, but I don't know if I, I, I don't want to sign a long-term deal in Detroit, Michigan, but to to each their own. Maybe with A.J. Hinch there, they'll turn it around sooner than I think. But it, 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 it kind of stabbed you again, and I'm worried it's going to happen again with Rizzo and Bryant, wherever they may they may land. No, you. I mean, you definitely poo-poo Detroit there, but um, no, I mean, that that's it's an interesting way of looking at it, right? Because there's there's like multiple sta- there's like at least two big stages to this where there was so many that the Cubs let go last year you traded away whether it be you know you, you talk about all the the legend of the the Rizzo Bryant Baez and I, I think you like that picture right of them all together at home play like that specific trio so there's the first stage of they're traded away to set club and then there's the next stage of well come free agency they're going to sign big ass contracts with set club and the first main piece here being Baez. And are you are you holding out hope that a KB or a Rizzo can maybe – I mean, obviously Rizzo has probably more links back to the Cubs, even though he's linked like almost you know everywhere now. But is there still like that little bit of – would you even call it optimism? Optimism, right, of like wanting them back? Or is it more you're just waiting like for the next like punch to come on the second stage of Rizzo signing a big deal somewhere than Brian signing you know a big deal somewhere? I'm waiting for the second punch. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm unrealistically hopeful, right? It's like I, I would love for them to come back, but I understand if they don't want to, and they can get the big bucks somewhere else. And I don't still understand what the Cubs' full direction is. So they may not even want them back, or told them that months ago that this is what we're doing, yep. and we understand you would deserve to play for a contender and choose your next location and go. So. It's just really weird because it's not like they're 38 years old and on that last string. It's they're all besides. I mean, Riz is a little older, but they're all pretty much still in their prime to where they were supposed to be here for 10 plus years. So I'm, you know, if if you get Marcus Stroman and you're in the Correa talks, then maybe you can bring me back and bring a KB. But they're going to want a lot of money, and I don't know if. Poor man Ricketts will want to do it with his biblical losses from last year that now <laughs> seem irrelevant and he can buy whatever he wants. So, 
crazy. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, not, not to once again dog on Detroit as well myself before we go on ahead and move on to our next topic. But, I mean, Baez, like, this is the one of the biggest parts of his career, right? He, I can't see him making his country as a necessary, well, depending on how, you know, the market works in baseball five, six years from now. But I mean, he's going into what, like his age 30s, 29, 30 season. So you're talking five, six years. He's mid 30s, you know, mid to late 30s. By the time this contract is up, you're not going to get a huge contract to play from 35, no, 36. Like, you anymore. know, so I mean, and this you're is having an irrelevant team. Exactly. So, I mean, to dedicate five plus years to the to the Detroit Tigers I, it was a six year deal. So, yeah, it's called it five plus years just to make it, you know, nice number there. I yeah, <laughs> well, we'll see. But anyways, speaking of Detroit, speaking of Motown, you got to watch a Thanksgiving fiasco once again. Once again, the Bears are on national television. And once again, even though they win, they're kind of like they're a meme, right? They're a meme still, even though they go out and they're victorious against the Lions, who, oh, my God, God awful. Dan Campbell, what are you doing? I, I legitimately felt bad for him, right? Like, especially like the, the, the double timeout, like the, the back-to-back timeouts, like that was embarrassing. And. Uh, man, I I, I got to look at my notes again for when I was watching the game. But there's a couple times where you just scratch your head. Oh, what was it two? Was it third and twenty threes or third third and thirty twos? I actually have that in my notes here. Let me look it up. But I'll talk about it as I'm looking it up. But there's there was two third and incredibly longs, and one of them I don't know if you remember the specific play, Joey, but it was in the first half, and they were it was about the forty five ish, forty seven yard line, and obviously they had moons to go right to pick up the first down on third down but they opt to run the ball instead of and they even set it on the broadcast instead of hey you don't have to pick up you know the 23 or 30 i think it was 32 like i said i'll look it up once i stop talking but you know you don't have to pick up like the 32 x yards here like you could pick up 10 15 and go for a field goal they're a 15 yard you know they're a 10 15 yard route you know or 10 10 10 yard route 10 yard pass try to get some yak or something my goodness so uh, I'm just talking about how embarrassing the Lions were and how you know pathetic you know Dan Campbell's performance was. But because of that, the Bears also just squeaking it out over there, like literally, you know, a last a last ditch drive to go on ahead and retake the lead. And it was hard to watch. I guess it, it wasn't incredibly hard to watch, but it was kind of. You cringed a little bit, right? Of just how like bad and poor it was. And then leading into that. Leading into that, just whatever the hell kind of football game that was, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't great product. And I'm surprised I didn't talk about this too much on the broadcast. Was the whole whatever the heck clusterfuck that was with the whole Matt Nagy situation? So then that's coming off the tails of that. And then, yeah, as I was sitting there as a Bears fan, like I just didn't really know how to feel. And once again, like we even talked about on the show as we posted it that day, thanks the, the Thanksgiving Day game, and just like the McCaskies and ownership just totally fumbling the bag on dealing with that situation. And then you have to watch that game. And to be quite honest, I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm almost beersed out, right? Like even this whole week, I haven't really even focused on. Like you know what? I, I'm just done with this i'm done with this crap and no hunt yeah (laughs) yeah they didn't hear no bell right it's like that south park meme where the guy's just like totally done and you know haven't heard the bell yet you haven't knocked me out just yet but it's i 
I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. And I, I don't, I, 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 I feel like I could speak, um, to a little bit of your bears fandom and, and wants and wishes here too, Joey. And like, no, we're not wishing for somebody to get fired. Right. You're not, you're not hoping for somebody to lose their job. Um, even though there's, you know, fire Nagy chance. And I don't know when you were at the game, if you joined in the fire Nagy chance or not, I'll, I'll let you, when I turn, when I turn the ball over to you here, I'll let you go on ahead and say whether you did or didn't, but I don't want to say you're disappointed after that game, knowing Nagy isn't gone and going to be relieved of his duties because obviously the writing's on the wall. The Bears are most likely, unless once again, this is just a clown show um, going to get going to get a new head coach next year. You would assume with the way things are going. And if you want to assume how the things are going to go, but it's just weird Thank, Thankfully it was a holiday and there's family and there's food and there's friends because that made it all better. The, the football and everything leading up to the football. And obviously, like I said, I'm bears. I'm, a, I'm suffering with bears burning at the moment. Tough, very tough. Yeah. It, I don't know how you can really get a good fun, moral victory by, by beating the worst team in football. And it's, it's just like, you know, I heard it earlier this week was, was, you know, Matt Nagy's always the worst coach in the matchup. Right. And this week is the only week that he was the favorite, not the team winning, just him as the smarter coach. And we saw that. And it's just crazy that, you know, after all that happened that week, which, by the way, was all manufactured by the Bears. They're going to squash everything in the beginning. But it, it they, they, they still found a way to win, but then still piss you off because they won one and two. How they played again. I mean, it, it, I, I don't know how they can expect to win you over or win ownership owner over when you can barely beat the Lions. And this is with Nagy's picked quarterback of Andy Dalton. They can't get this well, stuff you, done. You weren't impressed by the three points in the second half, the, the three right. points coming literally at the very, very end of the fourth quarter to win the game 16 to 14. And by the way, before you continue, yes, it indeed was two third for 32s what a funky number that the lions had that game two crazy third and 32s but yes uh, like i said obviously you weren't you weren't impressed by the the three points showing in the second half to win no it's embarrassing and 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 the dan campbell stuff is just so funny because i know he's the the feel-good story and everyone wants him to win and do these things but it also has to come down to like Okay, the Lions are bad, but if you have an NFL roster, like, you can't be winless. Like, I know they had a couple of games that were really close, including the They've Bears game. They've been winless before as a franchise, though. Right, but, like, how can you do that again? Like, you, I know you're supposed to be bad, but you at least get, I don't know, three or four wins and call it a day. But, like, they just, to be 0 oh, and this and 0 oh, and 10 and 0, oh, it's like, it's not even a real team. But anyways, but that, no, not anyways, because that is why you should be more frustrated with the Bears, is because they played a G League team and could barely beat them. I know they had injuries, I know everything that goes into that, it's Thanksgiving, what have you, but you you you, you can't sit here after that game and be impressed with anything you saw and be any more convinced of Matt Nagy's coaching ability, because clearly, even against the worst talent... They still were on track to lose. Hey, 
they might be a winless team, but they haven't lost every game. They still have the point zero forty five winning percentage, which, by the way, and I, I do get yet. Yeah, I get and I don't get how the math works there. How is your winning percentage in the positive? I get because you also haven't lost a game. But, like, how does your win percentage even go up if you technically haven't won? Like, I get I you haven't know. lost. I get you haven't lost, but it's a winning percentage. It's how many times have you – how many times have the Lions won out of 11? Well, zero. They've won zero times out of 11 attempts. Yes, one of those attempts was a tie. They didn't lose. But it's a win percentage. They also didn't win. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty about it. But yeah, if you want something comical, um, a, a .045 winning percentage. Will they? Well, this is what you do now as, as a gam as a as a gambler, Joey. You just take uh, you take Lions money line up until the end of the year, and you see you see them cash in one day or one game. But yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh, who knows? Maybe Atlanta, maybe Seattle. But speaking of schedules, before we wrap it up. Chicago Bears, you look at the list ahead. Kyler Murray, does he return on does he return this Sunday? Does he not? If he does, you know, how at what, you know, what type of Kyler Murray are you going to get? What type of threat? Because I tell you, if the Bears just go on ahead and start another losing streak, and here I am kind of getting ahead of the curve here and whatnot, but got Green Bay after that, another divisional foe in Minnesota. Maybe, you know, we go over this every week, maybe a winnable game in Seattle since Russ isn't cooking. <laughs> but, you know, then Giants and Vikings again to round it up. But tough two contests. If you have if you have Murray, if you have Kyler Murray coming back this Sunday, then, you know, you're going up Cardinals Green Bay back to back after your 16 to 14 showing of the Detroit Lions. You get right back into that embarrassing win column really quick. And next week against Green Bay, since we've mentioned it. Hasn't been flexed out yet. I'm looking here on my on my you know sports sports app. Still, it's still a uh, Sunday night Sunday night scheduled game. Yeah, because we're dumb enough to watch. They know the audience is there, right? I mean, that, that no matter what, the Bears will get the draw. You know, not only that, but let's think about this, Joey. I'm going to show some respect to the foes. I, I know we all, you know, everybody hates Green, the Green Bay Packers, right? But it's also Green Bay, and it's also Aaron Rodgers. And who knows? Maybe the rest of the people outside the Midwest and football fans everywhere else around the country, maybe they like seeing Green Bay beat the shit out of the Bears. Like, who knows, right? Like, we're, we're talking about it from a Bears fan sense of, oh, man. But this one, maybe it hasn't been flexed out because it's the Green Bay component, yeah. right? A, a no, first-place I mean, team Rogers like something must, thought about. Rodgers is must-watch TV. I, I agree with that. I just don't care to watch him because of my fandom. But <laughs> it's the same as, like, oh, Mahomes is playing. I want to go watch. Like, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football. So it is, it is possible that that could be the case. But why? But now my question is, why oh, is he allowed to play? But Antonio Brown is suspended for game for a couple of games. You know that that that's a good question that I legitimately don't know the answer to. Is he? Is, is there some kind of appeal going on with him or something like that? I don't. Is is that what it is? I don't know. It just it just makes no sense to me that Antonio Brown can submit his fake vaccine card and get suspended for games. Three games. Well, yeah. And Aaron Rodgers gets a fine for actually like lying and endangering the people like to their face versus just kind of like having a fake id but i don't know yeah and from what i'm, I'm i just pu- pulled up something here by pro, uh, pro football talk and yeah i mean it doesn't say like there's anything pending he just had his fine and like that was it 
So, I mean, the only other, I mean, I mean that's it's pretty, it's just pretty as straightforward as that. Only other thing I could think of is somehow Brown violated more rules. Like he was, a, but I mean, well, so that's was likely. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in, in the sense of like COVID specific, like, oh, you you lied about vaccine your vaccination and. You know, you were, you know, here, here, and here, like with, you know, without a mask or something like that. I'm just you know, throwing random ass things out there, but I mean, so was Rogers. Like he probably was in the same exact violation. So was it also maybe he technically didn't lie? Like he didn't turn it because, like, wasn't the thing with like um, with Antonio Brown? And pardon me for not looking more into it, but was it was it like he literally like turned something fake in whereas like Rodgers didn't necessarily turn in something fake he just kind of like didn't really tell you like he just wasn't really yes. honest yeah like Antonio Brown actually had like a fake like a right. fake vaccine card i just imagine like the bench warmers i am 12 picture and you just submit so, it so should there be something different there no i mean it, you still like did, like you still violated like the main protocol like right like the thing was if you're not then like you had like to, uh, it's it's silly but you know i i hate thinking that it's literally just as simple as he's aaron Rodgers, and like we just mentioned he gets the views and he gets the ratings and that's why he gets to do whatever the heck he wants i hate to think that's what it is in terms of when somebody gets a three-game suspension and the other person didn't and they basically did just about the same exact damn thing i don't know but before we wrap up here joey you will be there again i'm assuming this sunday right okay Score yep. prediction. You don't even have to give me the score prediction, but I'm sure you will. And how are you feeling going in? Like at this point of the season, you know, I'm, I'm glad we have a season ticket here with us, being our co-host, Joe, my co-host, Joey Gelman, is going in now. Like at what stage are you at? We're talking about processes here and stuff. When we were talking about like the the process with uh, the cub, the Cubs, and like seeing their, you know, seeing the greats not only traded but now starting to get signed elsewhere with Javi Baez. But what stage are you at now? Right with your viewing and going to soldier field and in your season ticket holder experience have you now like what what's the vibe like now as you go up to the lakefront and what are you expecting i mean i still get excited to go and i want them to win but it's it it gets to the point where you're more excited to see the opponent which i know is Mm. a bad way to look at it but it Wow. It, it's gotten to a point where, and yes, they're still technically alive, but they're they're not right. So it's 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 gotten to the point where okay, Fields is kind of hurt, so it's Andy Dalton, which means it doesn't mean anything anymore to watch, right? And if the whole season's about the development of Justin Fields, so they already have this many losses. You look ahead, and you know, I'm not trying to be like negative, but you 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 pointed out a good picture of the schedule coming up is real, right? So. You know, Detroit was your only reprieve. So, you know, that's where two weeks ago, I'm like, okay, great. I get to see Lamar Jackson. But, of course, he was out. So, knowing my luck this weekend, Kyler Murray won't play. But, you know, you 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 want to see Murray. You want to see a couple of these guys in person and, 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 and just enjoy it. I mean, I, I, it's, it's so difficult because then you lose football in, in January, right? And you can't go for a year. So... You 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 gotta enjoy it, but there, there's a part of you that wants to kind of go to see whoever else is playing. But it it truly depends on Justin Fields. Because if Justin Fields isn't playing, there's no incentive to be invested. If Justin Fields is playing, okay, let's keep seeing this guy grow. Let's keep seeing this guy develop. 
build on what was in Pittsburgh that they didn't do against Baltimore, right? Get get more time with this team to see what he can do and see if Matt Nagy can actually use him right or if he I, 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 that uh, I'm going off the rails and everything because it, it's difficult. Oh, you want to you want to see it. him succeed, but the coach he has nobody likes and nobody wants him to be tutored under, right? So how do you how do you justify that of you want him to be good, but you don't want him to learn anything more from from the head coach who's supposed to be the offensive mastermind? It's 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 weird. You kind of got to separate and just say, okay, what do I like from Justin well, you Fields? Can, you can still learn things from Nagy that, like, even if they don't go into next season, I know some Bears fans might find this hard to believe. That could still be beneficial for his career, right? So I, at least I would like to think so. Um but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I like where you're at, though, at the end of the day, like especially for teams out of it, because I guess that's how I could be like with the White Sox, too, if it's a lost season, which obviously I'm not hoping for a lost season anytime soon. But, you know, if you rewind back a few seasons, it's, you know, hey, like Yankees in town, you know, Judge judges in town, you know, the Yanks are here or, you know, hey, we got the Red Sox or, hey, you know, um, Otani's in or something, you know, something like that. So, you know, that. You got the season tickets. You get to go watch the good football. Like you said, January comes and the you know the you know, spring months come, the summer months come, and you don't get to go to Soldier Field to watch professional football and you know the the best of the best perform at what they do. So, I guess I'll go first. Then um, I don't see them winning this game. Once again, we we I don't think it really freaking matters. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting the whole way out. I have a, I have a feeling uh, taking us into the rest of the year will probably end up getting in, into some more Bulls talks because I think we are we are burned out of the Bears. And I think what doesn't help is like you said, there's a whole Fields factor now where if he's not playing and you almost feel like we already have a lame duck coach, you know, you're, you're, you 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 have the sense you have a lame duck coach. You you don't have the star and the you know the the upcoming hopefully the star and the um, upcoming talent in Justin Fields on the field. So then, what the hell are we really doing here? It's just kind of like a wash at this point. And beers burnout. So <laughs> that being said, give me Cardinals. Joey, why don't you give me Cardinals? Um, twenty four beers ten. All Sorry, right, that's, that's pretty good. Your, Sorry, that's going to be your lakefront experience. That's all right. And I was thinking twenty-eight, fourteen Cardinals if Kyler Murray plays. Did you see that? You know, we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't, I, I just, I don't know what to expect anymore. Right, every, every week's a different team. They, they play like they did against Pittsburgh, wonderful. You play against Baltimore, garbage. You play against Detroit, meh. Now you go out here. I don't know, you know, it's it's like, but it's crazy how weird, like, we're all, like, I think we've been pissed off at Matt Nagy for like a year and a half. Like, I, I got a, on this day in Facebook notification, it was one of our old shows from last season, and the quote was from you, I think, and it was talking about, I feel like we've been wrapping up the season since week one. And I go, that's so relevant to this year, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. And what's crazy, too, is, if you win the game against San Francisco a few weeks ago, and then... You might still lose to Baltimore. You you were close in Pittsburgh. You win in Detroit. You're close to 500, and it's a different story. But four and seven now seems like impossible to overcome. And frankly, I think a majority of the Bears fans now don't want them to overcome it because it forces change. It's very weird. I'm just I'm I'm very tired of rooting for a team to lose. 
for their own good and benefit versus rooting for them to win. And that's been the consistent feeling and mantra for a couple of years now. And it sucks because you want to be all in and know your team's competing and know your team wants to win. And, and and now you sit here waiting for more change, and if new change comes, then there's no guarantee again. So it's, it's, it's a very precarious spot, but I will be the optimist and just enjoy my time in a stadium um, before either Global Warming melts it off the earth or they move to Arlington Heights. So we're good. Just give it a little bit of time. Next, I'm telling you, next season, unless, like I said, it's a clown show, next season... You'll have a second year of Kyler Murray. You'll have a new head coach, new mindset. We got Kyler Murray. Great, thank you. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> Justin Fields. Sorry, you'll have you'll have, a, you'll have Justin Fields, hopefully healthy in the second year. New head coach, new mindset, new philosophy. No more disco ball for Club Dub. They'll be fine. But you just gotta wait till next year. Yeah, and you know what's crazy too is is that. We haven't really, and I don't know if it would make that big of a difference, but we also, what's amazing is that you're going to go this whole year and Tariq Cohen's never going to come back. And I find that, yeah, like normally <laughs> when you see all these ACL injuries, right, they freakishly come back, they're oh, ahead of schedule, and this one is just not. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I consider him like the upper, upper echelon of a Bears player, but he was very important to them and how this thing worked. And so that that's another year lost of that and an offensive piece to where going into next year, you don't know who you have because of franchise tags and injuries. So it's you, you, you want to take this time now to really assess who and what you have. It's kind of like the Bulls last year, right? They whole new management, whole new coaching staff, and they said, what do we have? And they determined... Nothing, but that at least gave them gave them a, a, a pecking order and to-do list of what to do this year to where they said, great, Levine and Kobe White, you guys are staying. Everyone else, goodbye. we got to revamp this whole thing. So, you know, now, now it's, it's that time of year, unfortunately, where you're playing for next year and watching that development. So we'll have to wait and see how that, how that goes. Great. I guess I was wrong. Matt Nagy was down a gadget guy for the whole year, so he'll just come back because because <laughs> of that. Now I'm sorry. Now 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 my prediction's screwed. Yep. You are toast. Well, that's gonna do it for us today on Believe in Chicago Sports. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. I am on Twitter at Joey Gelman. He's on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. Again, the show Believe in Chicago Sports is also on Twitter, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network. For professionals, um, we will talk to you next week, maybe after a Bears. Well, it's a Bears game. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a Bears win or a loss, but it'll be a Bears game. Um, but like Dan said, we'll try to get into more positive things with some Bulls talk. Maybe the MLB lockout will be over and we'll have eight new free agents to talk about. Maybe the Blackhawks will be relevant. Maybe something else crazy will happen, like another coach will leave in college football and maybe affect Illinois or something else and make. 200 million gazillion dollars i'll take the brian kelly check that'd be nice so until next time he's dan i'm joey we'll talk to you soon have a great weekend
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.